most people think that things make them happy. If I had the car, if I had the successful launch, if I had the seven-figure business, if I had the husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, the dog, the house, whatever, I'd be happy. When in truth, it's a happy life that brings these things and money into your life. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 1.2 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, everybody? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in. How are you doing? I am especially excited for today's episode. This is a long time coming. Back a few months ago, I did an episode, episode 114. We'll link it up in the show notes with a special guest, a gentleman by the name of Jim Fortin. And this episode quickly became the most downloaded episode of the podcast. This episode with Jim, we talked all about how to reprogram your subconscious mind for lasting success. Wow. The feedback, the episode, the content, everything was amazing and it is now the most downloaded episode of all time. It's pretty exciting. So I said, you know what? It's time to get Jim back on the podcast. So this is it. This is the one. This is like we took you from you know, 101, the 101 stuff, and now we're going to the 202. This is the next level. So here's the deal. If you haven't listened to that one, if you're a new listener, first of all, thanks for joining us. I do invite you to listen to that one first because this is some deeper stuff and it builds off the foundation that we created there. And that was just such a powerful episode. So I really would encourage you to start there because it's almost like Jim and I just kept talking, you know, like it's just a continuation of it. So it really helps to have that foundation. But here's the other thing that has happened And I do mention this in this episode, but here's what has happened since that first episode, 114, and this. A whole world, really, (laughs) of changes and and shifts and transformation. You know, I enjoyed the episode a lot, and I'm always working with coaches and mentors and part of masterminds and buying courses and programs. I'm constantly investing in myself, constantly looking to learn and grow and become more self-aware and release and let go of what's not serving me and just continue to evolve and really have a fun time doing it. And so I asked Jim if he's, you know, taken on any clients and he said he would. Now I paid him a lot of money, but we started working together and it has been such an incredible experience. And that's really how I start out this interview by letting you guys know just what a profound difference the work he and I did has had in my life. If I thought things were good before, like, holy cow, I took it to a whole nother level. And I describe it as this edge, this like 5% difference. And like, that's the first thing I just want to share is like, you know, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir here, but just to always be open to coaching. Just always be open to not knowing everything. You don't, neither do I. You don't know everything. Uh, you don't have all the answers. We all have blind spots, things we can't see, things we don't notice, things that we don't know why this keeps happening or why I'm stuck here. And to get the right type of coach, the right type of system and framework that can help you work through that stuff is so powerful. Even when like 99% is good, there's still that 1% room for improvement. There's always room for growth, evolution, and improvement. And so I really, when I go into a coaching environment and he'll tell you, like, I don't take things lightly. I go in a hundred percent or it's like, why waste my time? (laughs) And he actually talks about, that's a big thing about me, like not wanting to waste time. So I do things a hundred percent the first time around. So I really went, I went into this hundred percent and the shifts were just incredible for me. And I describe them in this interview. So I won't ruin that here, but I will say that Jim is a wicked smart dude. The information he's sharing is so beneficial and it's so needed and it's so beyond like, oh, your funnel's not working. Like if you think that the reason why you're stuck, you're not performing at the level you want, you're not getting the results you want is because your funnel's not working, it's time to wake up because that's not the case. It's just not the case. There's deeper stuff at work here for all of us and this is the conversation. This is the work that just takes us a bit deeper and taking a look at that. 
So we're going to go into talking about two things really today, your thoughts and your thinking. And then we round it out with how to be happy. These things might not be too exciting to some of you. You know, whenever I do an episode around marketing and making money, it always gets the most downloads. But these are the things that make us money is mastering these areas. What are our thoughts? Where do they come from? And are we observing them? Are we conscious of our thoughts and our thinking? Are we choosing our thoughts or are they choosing us? And can we choose them in such a way that it will yield us the results that we want in our lives? And how do we think our way to happiness? (laughs) Well, all of that and more is coming up on this episode with Mr. Jim Fortin. So without further ado, let's go ahead and play that interview for you right now. All right, what's up, everybody? James Wedmore here, and ladies and gentlemen, he is back for a second round on the Mind Your Business podcast, Mr. Jim Fortin. How are you doing? Hey, buddy. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm really good. (laughs) You know, I was excited the first time we chatted. I've been excited ever since for a few reasons. First of all, your episode became, like, immediately the most downloaded episode from two years of doing this a hundred and at the time I think it was like what what episode number are you 114 114 episodes and boom right away most downloaded episode it just it hooked people it was so compelling but it was so uh, just impactful like you got to the core of what will really make the difference for people yeah and I thank you for that thank you for like giving your all on that well, I think you created the venue for it. And honestly, I don't listen to my own stuff. Once I do a podcast, I'm done. And I went back and listened to that podcast. And seriously, I thought, you know, there's some really good chemistry there and some really good things that came out. Because candidly, even when I listen to my stuff, I'm like, dang, that was a, that was a pretty good <laughs> podcast. Yeah, it really so was. I'm glad we were really able to help people. I've listened to it a few times myself. I listened to it about four times before it even went live. <laughs> so, wow. And then I can't tell you how many people, like the amount of comments that have come in and the amount of people have said they listen to it like every week now. So um, yeah, I've heard that. I really want to just acknowledge you for that. And I'm just, I'm so grateful. And then the fact that you could come back again is just even more amazing. It's like, wait, you've got more to share? There's more? <laughs> You're holding back? Well, Jim has been holding back. He's got more because, you know, what I've done a lot is the fortunate opportunity that I have here hosting this podcast is I get to bring some extraordinary people on like Jim and then I get to like work with them. So I started working with Jim right after that episode. I was like, okay, like, give me some more. And we started working together and I want to just like, you know, brag a little bit about the results and the transformation that I've experienced. I, I kind of described it to him as like, he gave me this little 5% edge in my life and in my business that I felt like I was still missing that has had an exponential impact in my life in about three months time. It's like I'm seeing life in full technicolor. I'm happier. I'm just happy. It's not even happier. I'm just, I'm just happy all day. Of course the money followed. We had the last quarter of 2017 was our, biggest by far quarter I've ever experienced in 10 years of business. And I absolutely attribute it to the work that we did and so much more that I could just go on and on and on and on about. And I really thank you for that. And so my question to just jump us into that, sure. if we look at the who I was before and the who I was being before and the results I was having in the way I was operating in my life and in my business and who I am today, just a few short months later, what did we do? Like, what did, what did you do in, in the work that you did with me that would cause such a radical shift in such a short amount of time? Okay. Great question and a great place for everyone to start is what we did with you early on is, you know, you see all the platitudes on Facebook about change your thinking, change your world. And you see stuff like that all the time, right? Yeah. What we did with you is we changed your thinking, but beyond that, the very first week, what we did is we changed how you think, and from what level you think. Now, when I was out at BBD Live and I spoke, do you remember we talked about the three levels of being? We talked about mind, we talked about consciousness, and we talked about thought, right? You remember that? Yes, I do. I'm sure you do, okay. Yeah. And mind is literally, we're all part of the universal mind. In the Kabbalion, which is no one knows who the author was, and they believe it's tens of thousands of years old, the transcript, 
the first cosmic law is that the universe is mental. And then we go into, for us humans, consciousness, meaning we're part of the all, then we are conscious that we're part of the all, and then we think being conscious beings. What everyone does for the most part is they get trapped in thought. And the thought is, I can't pay my bills, I don't have enough money, I can't invest to grow my business, I can't do this, I can't do that, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough energy, and I don't have enough money. We hear this all the time. That is the lowest level of our being, and people get trapped in that thought, and then they run what I call horizontal thoughts. They just run same value thoughts. I can't, you know, I don't have any money. I don't have any money. I can't pay my bills. I can't, you know, buy baby formula over and over and over. And what we did to you the very first week and we did at BBD is we showed people and we showed you that you are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. And I know that you know these things, but people are learning listening to this. When we realize that we're the thinker of our thought, we can then influence and control our thoughts. But if we don't ever stop and realize that we're the thinker of our thoughts, we're controlled by the thought, right? Like I can't pay my bills. Right, right. I can't pay my bills is what a lot of people get into. Now, when you and I first started coaching one-to-one, this is all private and we're going to keep it between us, but everybody has things they're working on, there were some things in your life and you had thoughts about that, things that were going on in your business. You had very particular thoughts about it. When we raised you up out of the thoughts, so to speak, taking you from the first floor to 100th floor of the building, and I said, hey, you know, James, look what you're doing. You're having all these thoughts, but you're the thinker of the thoughts. And as the thinker of the thought, you can choose any thought that you want. That literally disassociated you from all the thoughts that were holding you back. Yeah, it was almost as if the thoughts were having me. Well, they do. They control you because people get into the cycle. You look at people who lose their jobs or whatever, and they just get into literally the loop. And the loop is no money, no money, no money, no gas, no rent, no car payment, no health insurance, no money, no money, no money, no money. And no one ever says, wait, wait, those are thoughts. I am the thinker of my thoughts. And being the thinker of my thoughts, I can choose any thought that I want. And I'm going to choose different thoughts from this point going forward. And whether or not you recognize it, that's what you started doing the very first call. And that immediately lifted you out of whatever you were going through the emotions with having those thoughts. Let me ask you this to jump in and play devil's advocate. What do you say to the person that says, but Jim, I can't pay my bills. It's a fact. Look at my bank account. It's at zero dollars. You want me to just like put on the, you know, rose-colored glasses and be the Pollyanna? Okay, well, let me ask you this. Is behavior follows thought, okay? We know that. In neurolinguistics, we call it a BMIR, behavioral manifestation of an internal representation. What that means is, is behavior follows thought. Now, let's say, for example, that your thought is, I can't pay my bills, I can't pay my bills, I can't pay my bills. What do you think and how do you think that's going to filter into your behavior? Uh Other than, I mean, I'm going to be doing stuff out of like fear, lack, or worry. Resignation. Resignation. I'm just stuck. Yeah. I can't get out of this. I'm a victim. I have no money. Okay. So that's where it could take you. But what about this? What if you look at your bank account and you have no money and you say, you know what? Crap, there's no money in my bank account. However, I feel bad about that. But you know what? I'm the thinker of my thoughts. My thoughts are not real. And being the thinker of my thoughts, I can choose to think anything that I want to think. What now is going to serve me? What's going to serve me in a new way, and what new way can I think differently? Because, see, when you think differently, you'll behave differently, and when you behave differently, you'll get a different outcome. Mm. Now, wait, let's go back there for a second. My thoughts are not real. Right. Hit me more with that. What does that mean? What I want to do is this, and I want to change the word real to illusion, is what I work people through is this, is that my thoughts are an illusion. Many years ago, when I was actually getting my NLP training, I walked into the office one morning. This was back in 1994. And my coach and my mentor at that time and trainer, I walked in and I said something to her and she goes, oh, so that's the illusion you're telling yourself today. And I kind of like, what? What are you talking about? And what I've recognized over the years is that, for example, you and I are talking right now through, I'm I'm on a cell, I'm on my computer through Skype, but we're talking through satellite, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Is the satellite creating our communication or are we creating it? We are. Yeah, okay. we are. Skype is a medium. My MacBook Pro is the medium. The satellite is the medium, right? Yes. Everything else is just air and electromagnetics, meaning our communication back and forth, right? Yeah. Okay. So people get into thoughts as if thoughts are concrete things, and thoughts are simply just fleeting bits of information through your brain. 
what you were thinking even three minutes ago doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> right? It doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. What people do is they get into a thought, and the thought is, I have no money. And then they carry that thought from second to second to hour to day to week to month, and they live the thought. So the way that I look at it is this, and I'm going to just put it in my own words. And I get into fear too, but my fear is not like a lot of people's, and it used to be. My fear is completely unconscious, like all of our fear is, and it just happens from things in our past. Things will pop up, boom, I'm overloaded. Or how am I going to take care of this? Or I've got too many things going on. So anytime that I feel any kind of anxiety or any kind of counterproductive emotion, what I say to myself is this, wait, you're simply getting into thoughts. Thoughts are an illusion, and quite simply, it's stuff you're making up in your head. Because to answer that even further, everything that you think, even as you're thinking about what I'm saying, you're making things up and making interpretations about it in your mind. Mm -hmm. And it's all made up. Right? Yeah. And is it also fair to say that if right now I'm saying I can't pay my bills, it's because of the thinking I've done in the past that created that? Yeah. And experience in the past. We'll use experience and say, well, my experience tells me that I can't get out of this. And that'll keep most people mm. trapped. Where I always go, always, is my thoughts are an illusion. My thoughts are not real. What's real is my ability to think. I am the thinker of my thoughts. Therefore, I can choose new thoughts. And that always lifts me out of being trapped in the thought. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, it definitely does to me. I do feel like that when someone makes that shift, well, let me just ask, is it a simple like, you know, road to the finish line? <laughs> or is it, are there going to be bumps and, and obstacles along the way as soon as someone operates from choosing a new thought? Let me ask you this. Wouldn't bumps and obstacles also be an illusion of thought? <laughs> yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. James, let's spend a little time here. Is that a guy that we both know named Michael has been through this thought training with me and I'm coaching him and today he sent me his homework. And you didn't get this part of the homework. It's something I added, and at least for Michael. And I had like 40 different questions, like what's the biggest thing in your life right now that's a challenge? What's working well? What do you want to change? You know, what are your biggest fears? All these kind of general questions. Now, he filled it all out. And today I went over it with him, and I said, do you notice that everything that you filled out here is nothing more than a thought? But two weeks ago, you learned that thoughts are illusions, but yet you haven't really gotten it yet. Because guess what? If, like the question was, what is your biggest fear? Where if he'd really gotten it, where he would have answered today, he would have said, my biggest fear is any fear that I choose or none at all. Hmm. Because you're, you're your thoughts. Yeah. So if you're saying my biggest fear is this, there could be fears in the brain that are like inborn, like the fear of falling, the fear of loud noises and stuff like that. But if you fear, like, for example, I'm not going to have any money, that's nothing more than a thought is all that it is. And that's what he was into was the thought. Whereas mm -hmm. if you could actually which I'm showing you go to a higher level of thinking, even thinking is thought, but go to a higher level, then what you could do is if I said to you, what's your biggest fear? You could say, well, none or any fear that I choose, which he hasn't got. Well, he got it today. Yeah. But most people don't get that. Yeah. Th does that make sense? It does. And I think that is the biggest piece that you've been able to help me with personally. And I think you'd really demonstrate it on the podcast. So maybe there's something you can contribute to that here is that I think you do a phenomenal job of taking this beyond a concept and into a way in which we operate. Whereas like, yeah, you do see the quotes. Like I post the quotes and people are always like <laughs> double like, you know, double click thumb. Right. So true. You know? And then yep. if you follow them the next day, it's like, Oh my gosh, the worst thing just happened to me. Is it, what's the difference? Like how do you live this way? Let me share something with you, and I, I'm making notes as we go here so I can answer your questions fully and give people you know, a lot of valuable content here. I've never had a broken bone in my life. Have you ever had a broken bone? Yeah, I broke my collarbone. Ouch. Okay. So that probably hurt, right? Very much. A lot, right? Okay. Yeah. So if I said, James, do you understand what a broken bone is? You would say yes because you know analytically. Mm -hmm. And if I said, do you know what a broken bone is? You'd say, hell yeah, I know because it's in a lot of pain, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So a lot of people understand these things that we're talking about, you know, change your mind, change your thinking. They, oh, I'm sorry, they understand it, yes, but they don't know it. They haven't gotten it at a really visceral, deep level. And let me, the note that I made here, and if I rabbit trail too far, bring me back, put me back on track. But really what this is, this is really ancient thinking. You know, the Buddha used to say, for example, is be the observer of your thoughts. You might have heard that before, right? Yeah. 
Okay. Let me keep going here. So we're not our thoughts, but people think they are their thoughts. For example, James, have you ever been angry before? Yes. You ever been fearful before? Yes. You ever been worried before? Yes. No, you haven't. You have been, see, because you're a human being independent of your thoughts. You have been a person thinking angry thoughts. But I just said, have you ever been angry? Darn it. Like, well, Darn it, Jim. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm like, have you ever been angry? And you're like, yes. No, you have not. You have never been angry. Wow. You are simply, well, not simply, you are an extraordinary human being that's independent of your thoughts, yet you've had angry thoughts. Wow. Does, that, does that bring that home a little, that you're not your thoughts? You're the thinker of your thoughts. Yeah. You've never been sad. You've been a person thinking sad thoughts. But back to where I was coming from here, where it all boils down to is this, is my brother-in-law, as you know, is a shaman, and I've worked with him for a lot of years. And he said that the masters teach in the silence, and that means to shut off your thinking. And you might have heard before the phrase that in Zen, the music is made in the space between the notes. And my brother-in-law told me many years ago, he goes, when you stop thinking, even the craziest of tasks become possible because you look at what you don't achieve and everyone listening now and taking notes and thinking about their business, everyone, the only reason they're not getting to where they want to be is because of their thought. And then they get in, into the thinking. Do you remember at BBD Live, your event, when I was speaking that morning, I'd ask a woman and she stood up and she said she had a launch that didn't happen well, didn't go well. And I said, what do you think about that? And she started thinking, well, I must be doing it wrong. I must not know how to write copy. I must not be good at this or whatever it was. But do you notice every one of those thoughts were nothing more than stories she made up in her mind? Yes. And they prevent her from actually moving forward because now she's got illusions of what's preventing her from moving forward. Yeah. Right? So let me give you the, the wrap this up for you. This is where I work from. Is anytime I find myself in a counterproductive place or I think that I'm stuck, and by the way, the only reason people get stuck is they run out of, out of creative thought. But anytime I find myself in a counterproductive emotion, I stop myself because that's my trigger. That's my cue. If I feel bad emotionally, that is my cue that I've got wrong thinking going on. And I say to myself, you know, my thoughts are not real. My thoughts are an illusion. And then I go back through those four steps again. Or what I simply do is I say this, stop talking to yourself. <laughs> Because that sabotages the hell out of me. Yeah. Stop talking to yourself. That's how we get on the couch. You know, we plan on going to work out. And then we're like, I don't know. It's pretty rainy outside today. I don't think I, I don't feel like it today. And when we talk to ourselves, we talk ourselves out of it or things. And sometimes they're very logical things. Like I'll say things like, oh, I don't want to overtrain. You know, that's a serious thing. <laughs> right? And it okay. seems so logical. You know, I want to add something there, and this is so darn powerful that I learned from my brother-in-law. And if you get your teeth into this, I mean, if you really, really get your teeth into this, it'll transform your life. He was sitting here at my house one day, and he was talking to me. And again, I've apprenticed with him for over 20 years. And he says, what most people don't realize is that life is this way or that way because I tell myself life is this way or that way. Hmm. And if you look at the world, there's evidence of that. Some people have evidence that Jesus Christ is their savior. And these are real things. So I'm not picking on, I'm not favoring anything. Some people might be Jewish and they don't have that same evidence. So for one person, their world is that way, even if it's not corresponding to maybe higher universal truths, but their life is that way because they tell themselves their life is that way. And like I said, when you really, everyone listening right now, when you really get your teeth into that, your life is exactly where it is because you tell yourself that's where it is. And sometimes we've just forgotten what we've told ourselves, or we're not paying attention to it we're consciously. Not paying, no, we're not aware. We're yeah. not aware at all. And we don't realize that we get into this. But, you know, people will often say to me, well, I wish that I had something different. No, you don't. Because if you wished you had something different, then you would actually be thinking something different, doing something different, being somebody different, creating something different. What you have right now is exactly, and this is power, and it's scary power for us. This is exact, you have exactly in your life right now what you have created as a result of who you're being and how you're being, which are characteristics. Well, I think too, at least this is what really helped me is I didn't think I fully grasped the power that my thoughts have. Mm. Like, I just feel. Maybe, maybe I'm just, you know, kind of trying to stick up for some of our listeners. 
who haven't fully integrated this, but it's like, sure. I, we're never taught <laughs> as much as we like, it's such a level. Like, like I think if everyone listening knew what I now know about how important it is on how we feel day to day and what thoughts we choose, you would never think a bad thought again. It's become such like my number one thing. It's become it, number one. And it should be because everything comes from thought and people don't yeah. recognize that we actually see James. Most people aren't even aware that they're thinking. Yeah. And I don't mean, I don't mean that as a dig on anybody. Most people, we live in the world today, James, where I've done some, re- I read some research. I don't know how accurate it is, but human beings now because of technology and everything we're bombarded with our attention span is seven seconds and a goldfish attention span is eight seconds <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah. So we are so not mindful. We are so not present as human beings, and we think that we are. But I'm going to tell you this. Most of our lives revolve around the world outside of us as opposed to revolving around the world from inside of us. Almost all of us live from the outside in instead of the inside out. We live by our circumstances. We live by everything outside of us. And then we look at the world and make observations, and we think that's what the world is, when in reality, you're the one. The world comes from the inside out, not the outside in. Yeah. That makes sense, right? It totally does, but it makes more than sense. It's like now I get it as an experience of living that way. Okay, and you've done, and I've watched you make significant transformations in your life. Let me add something further. You told me one time, you said, you know, Jim, all these things that I thought that I believed, I still believe, but now I have experience of them as opposed to them just being words. You've shown me how to take things that I thought I believed and I believed in and how to apply them. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. Let me go here, everyone, everyone listening right now. A couple of mistakes that people make is they want to create transformation in their life. But what they do is they take their busy, 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 times 10, busy, busy, busy life. (laughs) And they try to, like a little sliver of time, try to work their transformation into that day. So their whole day revolves around their transformation. So what happens is they never work with the brain and their mind in the way that it's designed to work. And they squeeze personal transformation into their day. And their day, which is not what they want anyway, revolves around that little sliver of personal transformation. Now, I've watched my brother-in-law for years. People come to him when they're sick. They come for healing. And he apprenticed for many years in Mexico with shamans. This is what he says. And guys, I'm going to say this in a very general way. But he says we must be devoted to the evolution of our being. And I watch him live that way. He lives devoted to the evolvement of his spirit and his energy. Whereas most of us live our days devoted to our paychecks and our jobs and our cars and whatever it is we're doing in our external world. And then we wonder why we're never getting anything different. That's a big concept I gave you, and I've never shared that with you before. But does that make sense? It totally does. James, we have to devote ourselves, and everyone listening, we have to devote ourselves to the evolvement. Nobody talks about that. Whoever says, you know what, I'm going to evolve my being. Literally, I'm going to evolve my consciousness and my being. No one ever talks about stuff like that. All I talk about is even personal development, and they don't even realize that doesn't work because, see, every one of us has created where we are today based upon who we were this morning. So what we don't recognize is all of us are at the top of our skill set, and we don't even know we're at the top of our emotional skill set and mental skill set. Then what happens is we are the one who created the person that we don't like or where we are, and we think for some reason we're going to recreate something different when we're the one who created it in the first place, which means we don't have the ability to create something different or we would have already created something different. So we're screwed. <laughs> Basically, yes, until we go to a higher level of thinking, which we started talking about. Yeah. Now, yeah. before we go to that higher level, I just want to point something else that I really loved because I, I asked a question and you gave me a great answer, which is that you have trained your brain. You've created this trigger or this habit that as soon as Jim feels bad, he knows to say his statement and create that distinction of these are just thoughts. My thoughts are an illusion. They're not real. What is real is I am the thinker of my thoughts and I can choose what I think. And I think yes. that is beautiful. And I just wanted to not just point that out, but also point out that that is a new perception or thought that I now have is that when I'm asking a question like, how can we really integrate this deeper? Well, the experience or interpretation or thinking that I now have is everything that appears in our life to be a a poor situation, a problem, a breakdown, a why is this happening to me? I have now seen those as these are all opportunities for us 
to call us into a deeper level of integrating this. It's not when things are all awesome and happy and it's sunny outside and blah, 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 that you have the desire to train yourself and to integrate this. It's when things aren't going well or when you perceive them as not going well. And but I, you know what? That's an illusion. Yeah, it is an illusion. <laughs> it's an illusion. And then, then, what ha- then what happens when people think things aren't going well? What do they do? They complain about it and get their friends on board. To... <laughs> they feel bad, right? Yeah. Oh, poor. They go in the pity parties, right? Yeah. Now, does that evolve them further or take them backwards? Or keep them where they are? Or Yeah. Yeah. But it actually takes them backwards. Why? Because you're not making any progress. Mm. And it's all, guys, you know, guys, every one of you listening, seriously, it's that simple. Is everything that you think doesn't mean that it's true or not true. It's simply an illusion of your thinking. And when you're not getting to be or not getting where you want to go, and we'll go into B in just a minute, when you're not getting to where you want to go, it's because you have a thought form, which you're creating in your brain and mind, which is an illusion of thought. Yeah. And you're the thinker of your thoughts. So you can choose that anytime you want. But what do we do? Nope. We go back in the mud puddle again. Now, James, let's segue yeah. this over because a large part of your audience is entrepreneurs, right? Online yes. entrepreneurs. Correct. Right? Okay. So let's talk about, for example, and we'll talk about how this applies to thought. What characteristics of being, what characteristics of being do you think are vital for somebody to be a very successful entrepreneur? Yeah. Being responsible, being committed. I think being a leader, being courageous, being an action taker. Good. No, these are all good. I'm making notes as we go. Okay, exactly. So let me ask you this. Being resp- let's take this and let's apply this to thought. What I've recognized in you, and we all know, and everybody listening knows you're a very successful online entrepreneur. Coaching you, what I've observed in your behavior is that commitment is pretty easy for you. Mm-hmm. Most people, it's pretty hard for hard for them to do it. For you, commitment comes pretty easy. Once you get committed to something, you get your teeth into it like a horse. You put your head down and you run fast. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. Now, so what is your thought about commitment? Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of thought you were going to ask me that. (laughs) I don't know. Look at the evidence you have. What evidence do you have that leads you to a certain thought about commitment? Yeah, I mean, like, without it, you don't get the job done. It's kind of the first thought that's coming to mind. Okay, without it, you don't get the job done. Now, everyone listening, something important to James is getting a job done. I've worked with him long enough to know that he has this belief, and it's an, it's an illusion, but it works for him because the outcome works. Yeah. Is part of his belief is that I have to actually put my head down and stay focused on what I'm doing until I finish. And that's a reflection of me and to other people. Well, that thought process for some people might not work, but it works for him because it gets him the outcome that he wants. But what I want you guys to get, everyone listening, is I made notes. He said, responsible, committed, a leader, and courageous, self-integral, also, right? A visionary, right? Okay. So here's the thing. What are your thoughts, not you, James, but people listening, what are your thoughts about commitment? Because, see, all your thoughts are an illusion anyway, but what are your thoughts? What illusions do you have about commitment? Is it hard to stay committed? Am I, you know, do you say I'm the kind of person that I can't stick to anything? I have no follow through. I have no willpower. I can't do this. It's too hard. Or is your thought about commitment? You know what? No matter what, I will make it happen. Period. You know, was another thought. So I just want to interrupt real quick. You know, it's another thought that came up for me around commitment was that if I don't hit the finish line, it was a waste of time. So it's like, it's not worth doing if I'm not going to do it all the way. It's kind of where I am with commitment. Now, what he's telling us also, guys, listening to him, and as I coached him through these things, is James doesn't like to waste time. No. So he doesn't want to do things if they're going to waste his time. Therefore, when he actually commits to something, he's going to follow through so that he doesn't waste time. But see, notice all these illusions. Everything he just said is all an illusion. But here's the thing. The illusion gets him the outcome that he wants. So what I would say is he's using proper illusion or strategies to get the outcome that he wants. The reverse of that is what most people do. They don't actually use the right illusions or even thought strategies to get the outcome that they want. Therefore, they fail. Yeah. Which is an illusion as well. I mean, I mean, hell, I'd rather try than do nothing at all and then fail than, you know, than do nothing at all. But here's the thing, again, is we place so much about good or bad or right or wrong on things when everything's just an illusion. And what I look at, guys, for me is, okay, what thinking am I getting into, which I call an illusion? 
what thinking is going to serve me to get me to my end result? What thinking is not going to serve me? And if it doesn't serve me, I'm the thinker of that thought, and I need to change the thought. I think that's the ultimate question right there. I think that's amazing to say, what is the thinking? Can we be okay with not knowing, like, is it all an illusion? <laughs> you know, what is truth, really, is like the scary question. It's like, oh, you know. You'll never know this lifetime. Yeah. It's, right? almost, it's almost too scary of a question to ask. It's like, well, what is truth then? Is it, if the th- our thoughts are an illusion, is there any truth? I don't know. Yeah. And we'll find out after this lifetime. But let me go a couple of places with you there. I know, I think I know what you're getting at. Is when I look at thoughts, I look at what are utilitarian thoughts. What thoughts are going to serve me well? And I have a couple. I know that if I'm loving all the time, which I'm doing my best, if I'm loving all the time, I'm always pretty much going to get a positive outcome from that right? Mm -hmm. If I'm compassionate, I'm going to probably get a a positive outcome from that. But in business, and this, we can apply this to all of our businesses. My brother-in-law taught me, and it took me a lot of years to get this, but he taught me, we were talking in 1996, and he said, everything that happens to you is a blessing so that you may grow. Now, we look at things in our business, crap, that launch flipped upside down. Those ads didn't work. This didn't happen. Bobby stole money, whatever it is. What I look at it as is everything that doesn't work to promote me is an opportunity for me to learn something. What most people do is they get in the resignation and they make it about themselves. Oh, I can't do this well, I can't do that well, or whatever it might be. And it really just even hit me a couple of days ago, and I've known this for years, is that everything that happens, whether it be deemed what we call positive or negative or productive or counterproductive, I can learn something from. And when I can learn something, I can grow and go to the next level. So that might be a thought that an uh, entrepreneur that wants to be successful might want to adopt and start thinking, is that there is no failure, only, only lessons and blessings. Well, that's a, yeah, that's a precept in neurolinguistics is there is no failure, only outcomes. Yeah. But then what we do, James, is people personalize the outcome. I'm a bad person. I can't do this. I can't do that. And then notice where that whole train of thinking takes them. Totally. So I work from, and I think I'd mention this to you, it's if, if somebody said, you know, Jim, and I've read thousands of books over the years, literally, I mean, i such a voracious reader, I don't so much anymore. But if somebody said, you know, Jim, one book could I buy that would help me transform my thinking, it would be Florence Scovel Shin. And the book's written over 100 years ago, and she wrote it based on the Bible, and it doesn't endorse Christianity, though, at this point. But the teachings in that book are so profound about where we hold our thinking. Because, see, every one of you listening, and James nailed it earlier, everything starts with thought. And if your thought is off, everything else is going to be off. So, James, what do you think the first thing people say in the morning when they get up is? What do you think the very first thing? They open their eyeballs, and what do you think they're saying? Oh, man. I don't know. What am I going to do today? (laughs) Why am I going to, I don't know. What am I going to do today? Or read the news, right? Yeah. Let me, let me, yeah. Brush my teeth or something. Right. But it's just something about the day, right? Yeah. Okay. What if their thought was everything that is mine by divine right comes to me in perfect order today. And that was their first thought. Everything that is mine by divine right comes to me in perfect order today. Yeah. Now guess what? Guys, You're using your thought. Now you're using your thought to place your attention to create what you want to create in business. But what most people's thoughts are is, oh my God, I got to, here we go again. I don't have any money and I'm an entrepreneur and my business isn't going like I want it to go. And then that's where their day takes off from right there. And I hope we're not being too redundant here, but that is the power of your thought. You have everything you have in your business because of what you think and how you think. And it's not even motivational thinking. People are always like, well, you got to think positive. That's not true. It helps. But you know what? I know people that, for example, at their core level and their identity level that are broke and they just they live like paycheck to paycheck. But they think, well, if I stay positive about this, things will change. No, they Mm. don't, because at the identity level, they're broke. That's why they keep attracting that back into their life. Totally. And I think this takes it beyond just positive thinking because i think a lot i've heard about positive thinking is it's almost like putting whipped cream on garbage right (laughs) oh my god that's awesome yeah yeah but it's like the moment you create that distinction and actually like like own it and, and experience it that all thoughts are an illusion it's like you get rid of the garbage and you just put something new down 
That was a big Go difference ahead. for me. You said something big there that I want people to take away. As you said, this, your exact words were distinction. Mm-hmm. That's what I want everyone to get is your distinctions of thinking will either build your business for you or destroy your business. And the example would be when we talked about being committed. What are James's distinctions of thinking when it comes to that one characteristic? And there's multiple we have to master, like responsibility and courageous and self-integral and committed and visionary. But what are his distinctions of thinking that filter into being committed that get him the outcomes? And most of us never think about that. We've all, everyone's heard the word, oh, you got to be committed. But what is even your thinking about the thought of being committed? And people never go there. And that's why their businesses fail. And James, as we know, you know, even brick and mortar businesses, 65% of brick and mortar businesses fail within, I think, three years it is, according to the SBA. Mm. And I would say online, it's even more. So I'm telling every one of you listening, the rah-rah motivational positive thinking, it doesn't work. Because if you at a core level, one of your, let's say, distinctions of thinking is, well, I, I'm, I'm fearful. I'm afraid to put myself out there. doesn't matter how committed you are to other things in your business, like building your funnels or whatever. If you're too afraid to put yourself out there, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. That's just a thought, and, that's an, and that thought is an illusion. Yeah. And then we're afraid. What we're afraid of is that we're going to look bad or we're going to get judged. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And then we let our thought, which is a, turns into a fear – being afraid of other people sabotage our business. And you see it, you've trained thousands of people, and I've trained thousands of people. And even that one distinction, you and I talked about this a while back, is that you see all the bumper stickers and things that say no fear. Well, that's not true because fear is hardwired in the brain. Where we want to work from is being courageous. Because when we're courageous, then we can move through fear. But if we have no courage, we can't move through fear. And again, all of this comes back to, again, what do I think about fear? What do I think about courage? That was a huge thing we talked about is, is I was like, you know, I used to say and even use as, as an identity of being fearless. And I realized that that's silly because you could be fearless yeah. by just staying in your comfort zone. Well, now I don't have any fear. <laughs> you know, it's well, like that's why people do stay because then see moving outside of your and I'll, I'll come right back to you. Moving yeah. outside your comfort zone creates fear and anxiety for people. So therefore, which are emotions as opposed well, in addition to thoughts. So what they do is. They feel the emotion of fear, therefore, then they never leave the comfort zone. When you never leave the comfort zone, you never grow and you never get anything differently. So yeah. back to you, yes, you got to have courage. Yeah, because courage is about feeling or experiencing or having thoughts of fear and not letting that stop you. Absolutely. Doing it yeah. anyway. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. So can you take us up? Can you take us up the three levels? Is that is that where you want to go from thought to we, conscious? We can do that real quick here. Okay. So everyone pull out pencil and paper. And what I want you to do is I want you to write like a ladder and I want you to write top of the ladder, the word mind below that. I want you to write consciousness and then I want you to write the word thought and let me run through these very quickly. Mind is what's called the universal all a religious person might call it God and physicists would probably call it the quantum field. Every one of us is part of the all. Most of us never think about it that way, but every one of us are a speck of dust on a rock hurling through space right? Yeah. Okay. Next level below that is consciousness. And we as human beings, we have consciousness running through us. If you have no consciousness running through your body, you're basically a dead bag of skin, right? Correct. Okay. But most of us aren't even conscious that we're conscious. We're not even aware that we're thinking sentient beings or energetic beings. And then the lowest level is thought. Now, here's where everybody gets trapped. Instead of saying, you know what, I am a thinking conscious being, no one goes there. Where they go is my thoughts about money and taxes rolling around and my car payment and my house payment and my job. And then they stay trapped. Now, all of these are thoughts, but they're levels. All three levels are levels of thoughts. And the lowest level of thought is to be caught in thought about circumstance, bills and money. And I'm a person that has all these problems. Just like I said earlier, if you've ever been mad, you're like, yes, I have. No, you haven't. You've had mad thoughts. <laughs> well, actually, I should not. I don't know if that's mad thoughts, but yeah. you've had angry, angry thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've had angry thoughts. But here's the thing. That's the lowest level of your beingness. Now, let me tell you a couple of more things here. So everything that we experience in life is a function of three things. It's a function of mind, which is we are alive. It's a function of consciousness, which we are aware that we're alive. And then it's a function of thought that I can think about 
all these things. But no one ever, for the most part, functions as the being of consciousness that I'm aware that I even exist. All we do, like animals, for the most part, which we are animals, is get into what's right in front of me right now, bad thought, no money, bad thought, money, no money, bad thought, no money. So then what I tell people is this. You're not the thinker of your thoughts. If you get the, everybody, if you get this one thing, it'll change your life. You're not your thoughts. You're the thinker of your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. Yeah. When people get that they're the thinker of their thoughts, that disassociates themselves from the thought itself, and that is liberation. Totally is. Does that make sense? James, I mean, you've been around for a while and with me and working with me. As you're listening to me say this again to your audience, does it resonate? I mean, do you need to clarify in any kind of way? Does this make sense? It makes perfect sense. It resonates with me completely because I've gotten some just, you know, on the field coaching with you and with real life, like real examples for me. I see a lot of quotes and quotes that I love too that talk about, and it's in Scoville's work as well, a lot about faith. And it's, you know, in religious belief systems, there's a lot of talk about faith. And I feel like that's an opportunity to bring this in because, you know, and, and I have a quote that I love. It's an old Zen saying, it's leap and the net will appear. And I feel like it fits right in here because like once you step into this distinction of I am the thinker of my thoughts and now I'll choose a new thought. It's almost like, and just have faith in that new thought you think, right? Otherwise you're going to go back into the the thoughts that are fearful thoughts and doubtful thoughts and skeptical thoughts and worry thoughts. Where do you see faith and and trust coming into this? I love that, James. Thank you so much. You brought something up that actually on my board in my office at the top of the board, the very top of the board, I wrote the word, expectancy. Mm. Now here, this guy, this is really, oh my gosh, this is really, really powerful and it's so simple and you might have heard it before. Well, but let me segue here. Is when people are given, for example, there's been research done on this, when people are in pain and they're given a placebo, in one research study, what happened was, is they got relief from pain, 74% of people did, with a placebo. Why? Because they thought it was morphine and they expected that it was going to work. Yeah. It affected them physiologically. And another study that was done when people were actually very ill, they were given pills and they were placebo pills, but they were told one pill was an experimental pill and the other pill was like having gangbuster, amazing results with people. Which group do you think got better results from the medication? The ones that was told it was a trial medication or the ones that heard that it had amazing results with people. Yeah, the ones with the case studies. The case studies the where it's amazing. Yeah. Why? Because when they hear that, now they have expectancy. And, you know, I've even been working this with this myself even this past week. So it's so interesting you pull this out is I'm like, everything that I do, what do I expect to happen? Mm. Literally, what am I expecting to happen? Am I expecting like when I do a launch, am I doing it, putting it out there going, you know what, I hope I help a lot of people or you know what, I expect, that's my intention, I expect this to do well. Now, it might not do as well, but you know what, that serves me in a lot greater capacity to hold that expectation and expectancy than not to hold that expectancy. And that's what she meant by have the faith and also, which is expectancy as well. I already know what's going to happen. And then we go into areas that you like about energy. All thought is energy of some sort. So if we expect something to happen, it's more likely to happen because that's our consciousness and that's what we're pulling right back to us. Yeah. And that, you know, that I, takes some faith. It's scary at first for some of well, us. I was, yeah. And I was listening to Florence Shen again last night. I listened to her more than anything anymore. And I've listened to her for years. And like when I make dinner at night, if I cook or whatever, I put on stuff like that and I listen to it and she is so good, <laughs> but she goes, you know what, which, which she didn't say this, but I know this is we're all magnets. We're all bioelectromagnetic. We are walking magnets and we track back the object of our dominant thoughts. And she said in the book last night, she goes, do you think a magnet ever doubts its ability to attract? Mm. Wow. That's powerful, yeah. right? I was like, hell, I didn't make a note out of that one. I mean, that was really, really good. A magnet doesn't doubt its ability to attract. But yet we as human beings, we doubt our ability. And we actually, whatever we think is what we attract, even whether it be energetically or physically. That's why people who expect to get ill, get ill. And that's why people who expect to heal, heal. 
Yeah. But then this, this is a business podcast. Those that expect to do well in business will. Those that expect that all these problems are going to come up and all these things are going to happen. You know, what's it called? Murphy's Law. If anything bad can happen, it will or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. That's all expectancy. That's so true. And I have a I have a, a great example. It just happened the other day. I just like put the intention out there that, you know, we want to do a really big launch for BBD in the fall. And I was like, man, I really want to just line up a great list of affiliates and joint venture partners. And I had over the next 24 hours, like the most crazy serendipitous events of to the point where someone actually reached out to me who runs a JV networking event and community that they pay for. And they reached out to me out of nowhere and said, Hey James, we're reopening this joint venture networking group. And normally it's paid, but I'd love to offer to you for free. Like those same kind of things, like people started reaching out to me and connecting with me. And it's like, it really is like, there's a lot of truth to those things. Like, careful what you wish for. Cause I just put it out and I didn't have the worry attached to it. There was no like lack of faith or doubt pushing it away. Yeah. You know, my brother-in-law, we've been to power spots all over the world doing ceremonies on the spring equinox. My family has been inside the great pyramid for two nights. We have been inside Teotihuacan, which are the pyramids in Mexico for two nights. We've been in the tomb of Pakal, Haleakala, Uluru, all over the world. And in 2006, when we were getting ready to go to Mexico, he gave all of us meteorite spheres, which are balls. And they were kind of heavy. I mean, each one's probably 10, 12 ounces. And there was a group email going out amongst the family. And I said, hey, guys, should we pack these in our luggage? Because TSA could maybe consider these like weapons. We could actually put them in a sock and hit somebody. And my brother-in-law responded back immediately. And all he said was, is thoughts create, stop it now, capiche. Meaning understand, obviously. Capiche. Capiche. That's all he said. I'm like, okay, Roger, I got it. But if we we, see, we don't think thoughts are that powerful because we can't physically see the thought, but thought creates everything. Your life is a manifestation of thought, right? Yeah. So hopefully we tied this back to the business and and then you go on there, but hopefully we've tied it back. It's not just, oh, think positive and all this. What we really have to do with every one of you guys is what are even your, uh, what level of thinking are you thinking? Are you thinking just in a trap like a human being? Are you thinking like a conscious being and reflectively thinking that you're a thinker of your thoughts? And then what do you think about characteristics of self that grow your business? Self-integral, responsible, committed, focused, driven, and visionary and courageous. Okay, back to you. Sorry. No, gosh, that's, that's, that's great. I, I love it. And there's so much there. And again, it goes back to what I said is like, I think if everyone knew listening what I know now about how much of a factor your thoughts play, you'd never think a negative thought again. Like you'd be so much more present and alert and conscious of every thought that you choose to think moment by moment. I hope by us having this conversation, you can make a more concerted effort. You can try that on and it might take faith at first, but then I think it becomes a way that you just are. And the number one thought is what to be what for me. Yeah. Happy. Exactly. That's not for you, but for all of us, because when you're happy, that change, that's a vibration and that changes everything else. Yeah. See, when you're happy, that shows, see, most people think that things make them happy. If I had the car, if I had the successful launch, if I had the seven figure business, if I had the husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, the dog, the house, whatever, I'd be happy. Most people think that things make a happy life when in truth, happy actually, and then they think that when they, when they think that if they have these things, then they're going to be happy when in truth, it's a happy life that makes these things. It's a happy life that brings these things and money into your life. Because if you're unhappy, now what are you vibrating, which is a thought, and what are you pulling back to you? You're actually pushing away the very thing that you want. Yep. Right? So the takeaway, a big takeaway, guys, is just be happy. Mm. You do that, and you take that from this, and you work on that, and you master just being happy, you will be shocked where your life is a year from now. And to play devil's advocate to that, but Jim, how do I be happy? Factory setting. And I've had people say that before. And my brother-in-law, we were talking in Sedona last year, and he goes, it's kind of a cone, but I found it to be true. The way to happiness is to be happy. That's what he said to me. The way to happiness is to be happy. People have said to me, well, Jim, can you show me how to be happy? What are like some steps that I need to be happy? And I'm like, you know what? Happiness is a factory setting. You, as babies, were actually, we cry when we want food. 
we want to be held, right? Or we want our diaper changed. Otherwise, babies are happy. It's a factory setting. Yeah. So, to, and this is kind of confounding to some people, but if you want to be happy, just be happy. <laughs> right? And it's, and, Come on, and it has like, to be more complicated it's, it's, than exactly. that. <laughs> Humans are like, no, dude, no, no, no. Give me 10 more steps. Yeah. Please give me 10 yeah. more. No. If you want to be happy, just be happy. When we had this conversation, it was so easy for me to integrate because I have my best friend is my two-year-old nephew and I play with him every day. And you're exactly right. Like he's the happiest person you'll ever meet. He didn't need to learn some secret. He didn't didn't read some book (laughs) to get there. And that's what people do. And and then we got to wrap up here. But you had said, and not to toss you under the bus, but you had said prior to us working together that you really hadn't, I mean, you're a happy guy and you've got a great life, but you really hadn't been intentional about thinking about be happy every day. Not at all. So what has it done for your life that you've been intentional being happy the last 90 days? Everything more that I described at the, the beginning, like it just puts life in 3D. Everything is so much more like rich and exciting and like things just keep happening. And then it's just more like, thank you. Yes, more, please. And it actually ironically makes it even easier. Like it's almost like cheating because it's like, well, if my, you know, dominant intention is to be happy every day, I get more like it gets easier and easier because things keep happening to perpetuate happiness. Exactly. And then what are you doing? You're creating your entire reality. Yeah. For your thought. Yeah, exactly. You see that? Okay, good. Yeah. Good. All so, right, anything else tonight? No, I am very excited that we're going to go ahead and continue this conversation. Yep. Jim and I are going to do a live webinar presentation, how to control your mind so that you can think, act, and be bigger than you ever thought possible. You want to take a second and just talk about where we're going to go in this presentation? Well, we will have visuals first off because 60% of the population is predominantly visual. And what I want to do is take this down and break it down visually for you guys. And where you've got something in front of you, I'll slow down when I've got slides in front of me because it's easier to control where I'm going to go with my thinking. No pun intended there. (laughs) But but I'm I'm going to break it down and show you guys some very, very even ways to actually apply this to being responsible and committed. And we'll talk about these things and solidify them even more about how you need to be committed in your business and then what ways you need to think to make that happen. So I don't, guys, he kind of put me on the spot there. I don't know exactly what I'm going to have in the presentation yet, but it will be the next level of this. So get ready for it. And whatever you do, make sure you get signed up and be on that live training. Well, Jim came and spoke at our live event and people said it was like the most amazing presentation. It blew their mind. You had people on the edge of their seats. You shifted people in the room. And that was the real intention I want to hear is, well, how do we get that in front of the rest of my audience? People that weren't there in person to see what you had. And so this is going to be a fantastic opportunity for you guys to see a lot of the really cool stuff that Jim has been able to help me with. I know a lot of people he's worked with. I mean, the shifts are just profound. And I think he's just, Jim, you got a great message, great coaching and more people Thank need you. this. So, um, we're, yeah, we're going to do it. So, you know what? You had said we're going to create shifts. That's what's going to happen on that webinar. I'm going to create more shifts for every one of you guys listening. Yeah. So, whatever you do, make sure you're on that online training. Yeah. For those who are feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling stuck, you're like not another, you know, seven step funnel system and another secret to selling this and doing that, we need to start working from B. Yes. B. B who we are and and who we're being to create the business and the life of our dreams. And that's something, Jim, you really showed me at a deepest level of our experience. So it's going to be awesome. We're going to link that up in the show notes for you so you guys can register, be there, and experience the the mind-blowingness that Jim's going to bring. Final comment on my part. Please. Just, just, okay, so everybody tries to do things to grow their business, and we're going to talk about B2Have more on that training. Everybody thinks they've got to go do things to grow their business, and that is backwards thinking, but a lot of motivational speakers talk about it. What you do will only be as effective as the being that you are being, and that comes down to characteristics of thought. So everything that you do to grow your business is all influenced and all starts from what we started right here tonight. And that's what we're going to dig into so they'll know. They'll have a little more concrete idea of where we're going to go on the call. I love it. Jim, thank you again for coming back on the call, for donating your time and just donating. 
Oh, yeah. I thought I'd get in the check for that. What are you talking about? Checks in the mail. Checks in the mail. <laughs> All your wisdom Thank and you, expertise. James. It's greatly appreciated. And again, I can't even begin to describe the shifts and the transformations that, that I've had. It's just been so amazing. And, you know, people loved you the first time. So I'm excited to hear all the feedback from this episode as well. So yeah, thank you, Jim. And thank everyone for listening and investing your time and take it out. Use it. Take out what you've learned. Listen to it several times and apply. Transform your life. You know, make it a great year. Thank you, James. And thank everyone listening. I really appreciate it. All right, you guys. You heard it here first. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next week on another episode of the Mind Your Business Podcast. Take care. Did you know 8 out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.